If you have an office party this year and need a gag gift for someone you hate, we have you covered. Head to the stupid store at radradio.com. A couple emails here. Uh, first one, uh, RAD at radradio.com is from Peter. Hey, Peter. Says, I'm hoping to get a birthday shout out for my wife, Katie, who's turning an ancient 44 years old. That is not ancient. It's like a fossil. <laughs> he wrote it. It's true. <laughs> She's a loyal maggot since the very beginning in Reno, and every morning she listens to your show full volume on her phone speaker as she gets ready for work while I try to sleep in. Hopefully she'll hear this on her new AirPods today while I sleep in peace and listen to your show online in the afternoon. We all love you so much, Katie. Sounds like it. And hope you have an amazing birthday. Oh, happy, happy birthday. Now eat your cake. We also got another follow-up uh, from uh, someone who went to uh, Cuts by Kristen. She wrote us a few weeks ago from her Reno salon and was wondering why she wasn't getting follow-up clients. A bunch of you wrote in and said, well, let us check her out and tell you what we think. This is from Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Says, I wanted to write in and share my experience with Kristen. I had my hair cut last week, and she is just the sweetest person. Aww. She's easy to talk to and so professional. Since we are both maggots, we talked rad quite a bit, and I loved it. Aww. Isn't it good? That sounds like the worst haircut ever. You talked about this show. Ah. You're supposed to gossip. I will definitely be going back. My oh, sister man. is in her chair right now. Well, I presume while she's writing this on Saturday. Right, yeah. oh. uh, getting her hair colored. Another plus, her prices include a wash, and that's definitely rare. Kristen is very grateful, and I am so happy to have a oh, new stylist. I Wonderful. Love it. And she's available, uh, or she, you find her on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, we're, we're not getting paid to do this. It's just out of a love for another maggot. Uh, and apparently, we're finding out for more and more maggots. She should be getting repeat customers. Yes. It's just cuts by Kristen in Arena. Let's talk to Steve Mickelson live from Las Vegas, Nevada, and mixpix.com. That's two K's in mix. Two K's in Picks, MixPicks.com, and we do the MixPicks podcast every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Live on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. All right, buddy. What a weekend. Uh, we got more than a few emails about this. I picked this one from uh, Lori. Hey, Lori. Says, Rob and Steve, after an undefeated season and an ACC championship win, FSU, that's Florida State University, Got screwed out of a national championship opportunity. Do you think this was justified? Alabama and Texas weren't undefeated, but they have playoff opportunities. Why? We'll, we'll unpack all of this. The answer to the question of why, of course, is money and popularity. Uh, this, this, we knew there was going to be chaos, Steve, and there is. There's a lot of anger. This doesn't surprise me at all whatsoever. And I think you are more on the sporty side of this to where it comes down to the argument of, well, the games don't matter then. And I'm on the other side going, right, I get that. It's it's all about a business. The, the the committee looked at it and they said, well, we're going to put Texas and Alabama in because they're so popular. And they, they have such huge followings. And because Florida State, they're no good because they don't have their quarterback. Let me break this down for everybody. The final four-team college football playoff field is set. Big Ten champion Michigan, number one. They will face Alabama. In the SEC, of the SEC in a matchup. Uh, and then the other semifinal is Pac-12 champion Washington, the number two seed who will face number three, Texas. And then the, the 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 winners of those games will go on to play the championship game Monday, January 8th. Those first two semifinals are New Year's Day. Uh, undefeated ACC champion Florida State coach Mike Norville said he is disgusted and infuriated with the Seminoles becoming the first unbeaten Power 5 conference winner to ever miss out on a college football playoff. And he said, quote, what is the point of playing the games? The college football playoff selection committee chairman, Boo Corrigan 
Boo! Yes, how appropriate. Told ESPN, quote, Florida State is a different team than it was the first 11 weeks. Without Jordan Travis, they're a different team. And the committee voted Alabama 4 and Florida State 5. Jordan Travis, their quarterback, he's out for the season after a season-ending broken leg in mid-November. So they're arguing, Steve, as the CFP committee, our job is to put the four best teams right now in the playoffs. That's not Florida State. Without Jordan Travis, your turn. You know, this is this is such a shame. As you broke down our differences, the part of the whole thing is, is it just really shows how college football, just like the NFL, is really about the business angle of it and not sports. And, and the argument of Florida State's not the same team. Well, did they give up? You know, Drew Bledsoe goes down for the Patriots. Does that mean they're no longer any good? If I remember right, Tom Brady stepped in and took them to a Super Bowl. Trent Green goes down for the Rams. Everyone says their season's over. They have no chance. guy named Kurt Warner comes in, who becomes a Hall of Fame quarterback, steps in and goes on and leads the Rams to win the Super Bowl. To me, to sit there and use the excuse of, well, they're not the same team because their quarterback came down. Why are they judging the backup? They used their third-string quarterback and beat a number 14 team in the nation in Louisville to remain undefeated. They don't play again until January 1st. Their backup quarterback is going to be healthy because he was in concussion protocol. Uh, it, to me, again, it just shows how this is such a big business. And in all honesty, the games don't matter because at the end of the day, they want to put what's going to drive the ravings and all of that. And, and I, I might be wrong here, but but I had heard they're going next year to the expanded playoffs. Yep. So if they were ever going to do it, this is the year to do it because the added teams go in it next year. I wonder, though, if they would have done this if it was still a four-team playoff going forward because this set such a bad precedent, which goes away next year. So I think they got away with it this year because next year are more teams involved. Yeah, they go to 12 teams next year, and I heard some moron this morning on TV say, so all this controversy will disappear. No, it won't. The 13th team will be pissed. Um, so this is never going to go away. And I, I understand what you're saying, Steve. That they're projecting that Florida State – doesn't have, shouldn't be given the opportunity to to tell that Cinderella story. And, and it is crushing for the players on, on Florida State. They went undefeated, for God's sakes. As the coach said, they're the first Power 5 team to ever go undefeated and not have a chance at the national championship. So if it was you on that committee, I know you're putting Michigan in, and I know you're putting Washington in. They have to get in there. And it sounds like you're going to put Florida State in. Who's the odd man out on your on your choice, is it Alabama? Is it Texas? Who gets in with that four spot? I, I and I'm way out on a limb here. I'd have thrown Ohio State because Ohio State's only loss was on the road at the number one team in the nation right now in Michigan. You know, Georgia lost to Texas. Texas lost to Oklahoma, who Oklahoma's ranked twelfth, nowhere near it. So I would have thrown Ohio State and really Besides Florida State, because if Florida State would have lost, they were easily out. But with them winning, the team I would have put in as the fourth team is the team no one even considered because they felt it was Alabama, Georgia, or Texas. 
all ahead of Ohio State. So you you would kick out Alabama for Ohio yep. State. Who did Alabama lose to? Texas. Texas is ranked number three. Texas lost to Oklahoma. Oklahoma's ranked number twelve. Ohio State lost to Michigan. Michigan is number one. You tell me which loss is the worst or the best. So this demonstrates why it will never be that everyone will be happy, that everyone will will agree, that everyone will. Be, and, and and I wonder, Steve, if that's part of the. I mean, do you think that guy I saw on TV is right that when they go to twelve teams, this all goes away? Everybody's going to be happy. No, it'll never all go away because there's always going to be controversy. But I feel a lot more sympathy for number five, Florida State, who went undefeated in a Power Five conference and lost, than number 13, who right now would be LSU, finished 13 with three losses. I I think there's a big difference there. But no, no one's ever going to be happy. And the proof of that is you watch the college basketball tournament, which has 68 teams. (laughs) And we're still, oh, how could this team not get in? So it's never going to go away. It's just, I really feel sorry for Florida State. They couldn't have done anything different. They went undefeated. And again, if they would have beaten like Iowa, like Michigan did in the championship game, you know, hey, not that impressed. But they beat a ranked team. Louisville was ranked 14th on last Saturday morning. 14th of the nation, that team played, oh, with everything they had. Their defense was phenomenal in shutting Louisville down. But, again, if you're looking for ratings, it's not Florida State. If you're looking for the true, these are the best teams, it's not Florida State. But if you're going for the best four teams, then why are we playing the games? Because I don't think Washington's one of the four best teams either. And it is true what you said. I mean, if you're a player, and this this is what I focus on on Florida State, there's nothing else you could do. You won every game, and you don't get to play for the championship title. Let's jump to the NFL, Steve. We do our pigskin picks. Team Dawn, bitches. Cheats, bitches. We pick winners and losers, no point spreads. Week 13, almost over. We've got a Monday night game where we all have the same pick, so the standings won't change for the weekend. Steve and Brandon and I, all in first place with nine right and three wrong. Woo! Kyle got eight right and four wrong. Hell yeah. And Dawn, bringing up the rear, got seven right and five wrong. Oh, that's terrible. So, Steve Mickelson is in first place for the season by three games Uh, over Dawn now. Here we go, down the hill. Seven games over me, eight games over Kyle, and Brandon is still in last place behind by 13 games. That's the most. Um, (laughs) Lots of big games, Steve, uh, over the weekend, uh, including the lopsided victory of the San Francisco 49ers yesterday, which caused Eagles veteran senator, uh, senator, center Jason Kelsey <laughs> to say, we are not good enough right now. Obviously, we are disappointed in the way that we performed, and it sets up exactly what we were talking about last week. The Cowboy fans had to do something that goes completely against them. They had to root for the 49ers. In fact, I got a text from Kyle's dad over the weekend because <laughs> he had, as a Cowboys fan, had to root for my 49ers. Oh, boy, that yeah. hurt. And now the 49ers fans have to root for the Cowboys this week because a loss at Dallas coming up this weekend would knock Philly out of first place, first seedings in the NFC uh, 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 playoff race. And the, Raider, the, the, the Niners would be the ones to get home field advantage if everything stayed the same and get that first week by. Watching the game, Steve, it felt to me like exactly what I wanted as a Niner fan, that the Eagles were exactly what we've been saying all year. They're just not there. They're not the championship team, and the Niners 
are. What did you see? Yeah, I, I saw the same thing. And, and uh, credit to the 49ers defense. The Eagles came out looking good. The Niners defense in that first quarter held the Eagles to two field goals. They give up two touchdowns in those opening two drives. This is an entirely different game. They gave up the two field goals. Next thing you know, the Niners score go up 7-6, and you're like, wow, the Niners were totally outplayed every part of this start of the game, and they're actually ahead 7-6. And the game was over from that point on. The Eagles, again, just have seemed out of sync all year. And this 49ers team, what I've been saying the entire year, is when they're healthy, there's no one better. I mean, we saw it. They dominated on offense. Once the offense got going, the defense played outstanding. And they are clearly, in my mind, the best team in the NFC. I'm really hoping, though, that this is a wake-up call to the Eagles who just seem to be getting by that, hey, look, we got to really focus. we got to figure things out now because we're really nowhere near as good as our record shows. There were, we got more than a few emails, Steve, about this weird ejection thing that happened. It was five and a half minutes into the third quarter. The Niners lost linebacker Dre Greenlaw to an injection. Uh, and, and Dom DeSandro, who is the Philadelphia Eagles head of security, I've never seen this before. He was also tossed. This is some, some guy in street clothes on the, on the, on the sidelines. Huh. Uh, it was 9.27 left in the third quarter. Greenlaw tackled the Eagles receiver, Devontae Smith, near the Philadelphia sideline, lifted Smith off his feet, and then slammed him to the ground, oh, damn. which drew a penalty for unnecessary roughness. Then Greenlaw and, and Smith stood up, and the Eagles staff and players rushed over. They began yelling back and forth with Greenlaw and some of his teammates. And then DeSandro, the head of security, stepped towards Greenlaw, who extended his arm as he yelled at DeSandro, and Greenlaw's hand appeared to come into contact with DeSandro's face, as he pointed to him, which was what drew the disqualification. I mean, this is an insane series of events. Niners head coach Kyle Shanahan says, when I started hearing people explain it to me, I just couldn't believe that someone not involved in a football game, head of security, can taunt our players like that and put their hands in our guy's face. Shanahan was visibly angry, came onto the field. Greenlaw went to the locker room. DeSandro, the head of security, got a standing ovation from the horrible Philadelphia fans, worst fans on the planet. Walt Anderson, the NFL's senior vice president of officiating, said there was a review from New York and what happened during what is known as continuing action, and that review showed DeSandro was contributing to the escalation of the argument. Have you ever seen anything like this, Steve? No, I haven't. When I found out he was the head of security, it surprised me because he just looked, well, I mean, he looked like a ex-player yeah. type of thing on the, on the sideline because he's a, he's a big man. Mm -hmm. uh, but why is the head of security standing on the sidelines like a fan just taking in the game. And I know he's probably got the earpiece in and everything else. I just don't fully understand that because if something's going to go wrong, it's really not going to go wrong on the Eagles bench. But the part, and I'm sure you watch it too, Rob, you know, after the tackle, he was right there. He was in, I, I believe he kind of like reached out and pushed Greenlaw on the chest or something mm -hmm. because you see him like in there. And one, he has no business doing it. But I believe he made the first contact. And then Greenlaw, with his hand, was pointing at his face. And I, I mean, I'm not going to say it was an intentional slap, but oh. he—it's hard to say he didn't purposely like take his hand with his finger and like hit him in the face. So I, I thought it was appropriate that both player, both the player and the guy got kicked out. I just was stunned to learn that. 
he was their head of security, and he's hanging out on the sideline just like you and I would be doing. Yeah, very goofy. And I know that, that Shanahan had a had a. I didn't quite. I did not agree with Coach Shanahan on this. And there were a few emailers that wrote in that uh, the the inequity of the Niners losing a player and the Eagles losing a non-player who you know doesn't affect their ability to play the game. But what are you going to do? You're going to you're going to ceremoniously choose a player on the Eagles to kick out, even though the, the, the Devonte Adams didn't do anything wrong. So I I, did, I didn't quite get that. That flex by Shanahan. Well, it's not fair that you threw out one of our players and they lost a non-player. <laughs> yeah, that that's just garbage. You get rid of the two who are involved in it. So, like, if I tackle your quarterback and injure your quarterback on a penalty because I, you know, lit him up like Derek Carr was yesterday and got absolutely destroyed, does that mean, well, I lost a player on a penalty, so you got to lose your quarterback, too. Yeah. I just don't buy it. That was stupid. So, okay, so the Eagles, they haven't been in sync all season. They showed it yesterday. And, boy, did the Chiefs do it last night. The Chiefs also have not at all seemed all year long like they've got everything going. And we talked on Friday because only Kyle had picked the Packers to win last night. Did they win? And we, we talked about if the Packers win, we got to have this discussion. Is Jordan Love the quarterback for the Packers? Do we need to take him seriously now? He went 25-36. For 267 yards with three touchdowns and no interceptions, the Chiefs lost to the Packers 27-19. Or are we supposed to be talking about the Chiefs aren't all that? And and they had a ridiculous final minute uh, of the game. The, the Packers are back into the playoff hunt. Yeah, the Chiefs are still whatever they are, 8-4 and four now. But I, I don't know. I lean more. I don't know which way I lean, Steve. Like, is this more about the Chiefs aren't that good or that we have missed? underestimated Jordan Love. I, I think it's a little overreaction on both. One, I, I don't think the Chiefs are as good. Uh, you, you see them making penalties and and things that cost them when they're in the red zone and they have to continue to settle for field goals. So I don't think the Chiefs are as good as we think they are. And I got to slow my roll a little bit on the criticism <laughs> of Jordan Love because he's now played three weeks in a row really well and, and and you could see the glimpses i mean that pass he completed that he's like going back and like just lost it way up in the sky and it just comes down right to his guy i mean you can see glimpses that you go wow you know there's only a couple of quarterbacks in the nfl that can make that throw but then i still get into some of the easy ones and say you know how can you miss that so I, I got to give Jordan Love a lot more credit the last three weeks. He's playing really good football. And uh, hats off to the Packers. But Patrick Mahomes is still there. I can't bury the Chiefs yet. When I saw at one point that they were losing or whatever, I was like, mm, yep, see? Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelty, they're all just they're, they're partying too much with Taylor Swift. And well, and they're, she not, was, they're not practicing as much as they should be. She was there. She yeah. was supposed to be the good luck charm. Exactly. First time she was there and they lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve, the, but but hold, hold on yeah. a second. But you also go into that game, and I'm sorry, that's pass interference on that play with the Scantling. You know, again, this is where I have some issues because we watch it, and Mahomes goes deep, and the guys. And Scantling, like the two, three-yard line, he's getting tackled before the ball even gets there. No flag, no anything, and, you know, like end of the drive. It it just – these are the issues they got to look at to figure it out because now there's the, oh, hey, they didn't want the Chiefs to win. So 
And the Chiefs, look, the Chiefs are fine. They're going to get to the playoffs. I just, I'm starting to wonder who's who the standout team in the AFC is uh, once they get into the playoffs, uh, uh, and that's going to be fascinating to watch. But going back to the Packers and, and and Jordan Love, right now the Packers would go would get into the playoffs. They've got the seventh spot, and they got a cush schedule. They got to play the Giants in New York. They host the Buccaneers. They go to Carolina to play the worst team in the NFL, the Panthers. They go to Minnesota, and then they host the Bears. I mean, the Packers are looking like a playoff team, Steve. Yeah, everybody thought it was going to be the Vikings, but the Vikings the last few weeks haven't played very good. And the Packers won three straight. Again, Jordan Love and this team's looking a lot better right now. So it looks like the Packers are going to be the last playoff team. And the Rams have a shot to get in there instead of the Vikings. Because right now the Vikings are sixth and the Packers are seventh. The Rams beat Cleveland yesterday. And they are now six and six. They've got a little bit of a tougher schedule. They got to finish with the 49ers, but the Rams might even be in playoff contention. Yeah, the Rams aren't as bad as we thought going into the season, but come on. You know, yes, Browns have a great defense, but they didn't play that well last night. And Joe Flacco was quarterbacking. <laughs> and you look at it, and it was 36 19, but this was actually a really close game till right at the end. And, you know, the Rams got to do better than allow Joe Flacco to keep the Browns offense in it. This game with the, the Packer chief game was on during dinner. And uh, when we first sat down and I <laughs> shoot myself because I was like, Oh yeah, just of course, leave it on because I want to see, I want to see if they show Taylor. Good Smith. Lord. I swear. <laughs> uh, Steve, the, uh, your lions, you referenced it. They look good against the, the New Orleans saints. You, you, you good with how the lions looked? Uh, yes, but I have also cooled on the Lions. I, watching that game, they were up 21 nothing, like six minutes, 45 seconds into the game. Uh, thank you, Derek Carr, for looking as bad as you did. <laughs> but I, I am coming to the conclusion that, yes, the Lions are going to make the playoffs. Yes, they're going to host, hopefully, a playoff game. The, their defense on that back end is just not good enough. The, the Lions aren't going anywhere. And, if, and they're sitting at 9-3 and three just like the 49ers. I mean, you can't fully count them out of the number one seed, but uh, they're nowhere near the caliber of the no. Eagles, the 49ers, and, and I don't even think they're the caliber of the Cowboys, even though I hope the Lions beat them because they do play each other uh, late in the season. And if we jump back to the AFC and my comment about the Chiefs and, and I'm not I don't know who the who who's the team that matters in the AFC, the Dolphins are acting like the Cowboys. They beat up bad teams. They oh wow, they crushed the commanders forty five to fifteen. Um yeah, the the Dolphins are gonna get in too. I, I I big deal. Like, is it the Ravens? Is that who the standout team is? Yeah, I, I personally I think it's the Ravens right now. They can run the ball. Lamar Jackson's good enough to get it done at quarterback, and the Ravens have a really strong defense. So I think the Ravens are becoming more and more, in my opinion, the top team in the AFC. So they would be my number one seed out of there. I'd still have the Chiefs, too, just because of Patrick Mahomes. But then I think you take a step back. The Jaguars, you know, they should win tonight. This is a game they got to win to stay in it. But, you know, if they win, they're – tied with the Dolphins and the Ravens at nine and three for the best record. And nobody even talks about them. And the Dolphins to me just don't have a good enough defense to advance, you know, all the way to say the Super Bowl. So let's get to that Monday night game. Joe Burrow out for the season, making the game far less attractive as the Cincinnati Bengals are at the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
The Jaguars right now are a 10-point favorite in this game. Jacksonville's won two straight. They've won seven of their last eight. This is a really balanced team that no one really knows a whole lot about. This is the first time they're going to be playing a Monday night football in like 10-plus years. But Trevor Lawrence is one of the best young quarterbacks coming up. They've got a running back, Travis Etienne, who is listed as questionable for this game, but he should go. But they're just solid at a lot of positions, and they really are a good team. The Bengals, on the other hand, Joe Burrow is out for the year. The team has lost three straight. If they have any hope of trying to make the playoffs, they have to win tonight because they'd go to 6-6 six and six at 5-7 and seven and no Joe Burrow. Their season's over. But the big problem with this team is they still can't run the ball. I mean, last week against the Steelers in their loss, they only had 25 yards of the team running the ball. Jake Browning has Steel. taken over at quarterback. He's an undrafted quarterback. So, you know, you know, expectations are not high for this guy. So, the Bengals have a way to run the ball, play good defense. I'm hoping they can keep it close, but I don't think they can win this game. I have the Jaguars winning. The entire panel has the Jaguars winning at home. Steve, we will talk again on this show on Friday morning, and I'll talk to you on Wednesday for the Mixed Picks podcast. Have a great week. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. That is Steve Mickelson from Mixed Picks, 2Ks and Mix, 2Ks and Picks. The Mixed Picks podcast is every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. And you can see our pigskin picks. Teamed on, bitches. Cheats, bitches. At radradio.com. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, Anybody, and Dawn Show.